This here is a radio show these boys like to call the Press Box. Now, they're a bunch of radio play-by-play guys with at least one who actually played the game. But the point is, they've been everywhere, man. They've been to Auburn, Austin, Athens, Tuscaloosa, Gainesville, Starkville, Fayetteville, Tallahassee, Bryant, Dendy, Jordan, Heron, Neyland, Commonwealth, Scottville, Kylefield, Legionfield, Between the Hedges, Iron Bowl, Lake Bowl, Red River, Robbery, even spent a Saturday in Death Valley. They've been everywhere, man. They've been everywhere, man. Walked the Oxford Square, man. Followed Shug and Bear, man. Of travel, they've had their share, man. They've been everywhere. They've heard Roll Tide, War Eagle, Chomp Chomp, Gator Bait, Hotted Hotted, Sue, Cowbells, Hail State, Bada Get a Weagle, War Damn Eagle, Rammer Jammer, Yellow Hammer, Give them Hell, Alabama, and her Sandman all night long. Now come on, y'all, let's sing the song. They've been everywhere, man. They've been everywhere, man. Follow Chug and Bear, man. Put them all in the air, man. Up fun, they've had their share, man. They've been everywhere. Makes me tired just thinking about it. They've been everywhere. Now that's a mighty fine of picking and a singing if I say so myself. Nice job, boys. Do I smell bacon? Man, I look good in black. But do you look good in orange? That's the question today as we roll into a Friday edition of the Press Box. Mike Grace, glad to have you with us on this September 16th edition of the show, episode number 430, joined by Mike Moat of the Southern Miss Golden Eagles Sports Network. And uh, this hour, hour two, Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network joins in. And our first very guest, by the way, hi, Brad. You can say hello here before hi, we bring in hi, our next yes. guest. Now, now, Mike Moat, I'm going to need your help separating these next two guys because we don't want a battle royale breaking out here <laughs> on the show. Oh, no, we got I have the Tiger playing. That's Why right. Not? Yeah, I have the Tiger. You know, there you go. I, I feel like Rocky Three or the original Hope Hogan theme. No, listen. One of the listen. Two. I'm not sure. No, listen. This next guest is not only the voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions, but he hosts the daily show. And and teaches broadcast communications at at, at Penn State. Yeah. I'm not yeah. I'm not messing with somebody that has that kind of work ethic and pulls it all off the way he does. Indeed, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm just stepping out of the ring and I'll get counted out. He, he is Steve Jones, voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions and host of the appropriately named Steve Jones Show, which you can hear weekday afternoons, News Radio 1070 WKOK, Sunbury, Pennsylvania. Also available in podcast form. Find it online. Steve Jones Show. Steve, great to have you with us. These two proud programs gave us a whale of a game last season, a close, evenly matched contest there in front of a packed house at Happy Valley. Any reason to expect anything different tomorrow afternoon at Jordan-Hare Stadium? That's a really good matchup. And uh, Brad, by the way, doing an awesome job, so we don't have to be separated. Yes, right. And and, uh, uh, I think it's great that in this atmosphere of college football, that Penn State and Auburn, I think, has set a tone for other programs where you're playing each other at this time of the year. You're not shying away, and you're not playing, for example, Kent State this week or somebody like that. And I think it's great for college football that you get two powers like this together on the same field. You play them in September. It's the first time. Now, I've been a lot of places. I've never been to Jordan-Hare, so never have been there. Uh, because Penn State's never been there. And I think that's also fun and intriguing, and to see the great Auburn fans in their own uh, stadium is going to be a blast. Yeah, to that point, Steve, by the way, Penn State is the first Big Ten team ever 
to come into to Jordan-Hare Stadium. So, I mean, at, at this point, how much of that do you sort of uh, notice and, and soak in the, the atmosphere and the ambiance and from when you get into town to the stadium and, and the game itself? I mean, you've been to Ann Arbor. You've been to a lot of other places. Um, how much do you soak that in? A little bit. I mean, you know, because obviously I mean, I've been to Austin, I've been to South Bend, I've been to Columbus and Ann Arbor and Tuscaloosa. And, you know, I mean, I go through the long list of places yeah. I've been. So after a while, you absorb it to a point uh, because you're there to do the game. But it's, it's, it is great to go someplace new just to, you know, take it in. For example, I'm not going to go out and watch the Tiger Walk. I'm a little busy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, you know, I doubt I will go by even see tumors corner because we're going to go right to the stadium for the game. Uh, but still just the fact that I'm there to a place I've never been to before the Auburn fans that came here last year were phenomenal, really, really first-class people. And, um, I, I know we'll be treated as well down there as they were treated here. Steve, uh, you guys, Looking at this matchup with Auburn, you have a couple of games under your belt. Auburn does too, but I think the difference yeah. between you two is that you guys have played a Big Ten game and a good Big Ten team to start the year and had to come from behind to win. You've got a lot of experience offensively led by your quarterback, Sean Clifford, a guy who's meant so much to this team. I know injuries have kind of hampered him throughout his career, but talk about the kind of uh, games that uh, he's put up for you guys so far this season and how important he is to your success, particularly tomorrow. Well, the running joke has been who's been here longer, him or me. Uh, (laughs) In the end, because of gray hair, I win. Uh, But you can't put a premium on a guy that has been there, done that. You just can't. Uh, so the crowd can be loud, but you know, he's faced loud crowds at Ohio state. He's faced loud crowds at Michigan. You know, he's been there, done that. Uh, so that makes a big difference. You look at the end of the first half against Purdue, Penn state's got 30 seconds and 83 yards. Hmm. You know, if it's not a sixth year quarterback, you may not say, Hey, put the pedal to the floor. Let's go. But they did because it's him. End of the game, eight plays, 70-yard drive, they win the game. They called no timeouts in the drive. Hmm. Right? End of the first half against Ohio last week, boom, same thing. Directed a drive to score. Uh, so he, he has a poise about him. He has done a better job of getting a higher completion rate. He's done a better job of a better touchdown to interception rate. They obviously have a very talented guy behind him, Drew Aller, who has a bright, bright future here. And every time Aller gets in the game, it whets the appetite of the of the Penn State fan. I'm wondering, though, how much, for example, when Robbie Ashford gets in the game, it whets the appetite of the Auburn fan. Uh, so, you know, because the most popular guy in town, besides you, Mike, is the backup quarterback. Steve Jones, voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions, our guest. Steve, I am so happy for Jahan Dotson that that he is having success in Washington because that means we don't see him at our stadium yeah. tomorrow. Yeah. Um, what 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 have, what have they done to try and replace? Or I mean, who's who's getting the ball now that that Dotson is in the NFL? Same number, Mike. It's uh, Mitchell Tinsley wearing number five. He's been the prime guy in the offense for Penn State. He's different than Jahan. 
in a couple of ways, but he runs pro routes. He gets the ball at the high point. He will get great position and leverage on a route. He had really a terrific career at Western Kentucky, just a terrific career there. And you're wondering, okay, now you're going to come here. Does it translate? Yeah, it translates. Then Parker Washington is still back. Uh, Keandre Lambert-Smith can take the top off. He's back. They've added in a freshman, Amari Evans, out of Texas, who has the ability to just can naturally just run. Uh, and that's that's a big part of it. And I'm sure you're going to ask about the running game. The Singleton kid's pretty good. Uh, the Gatorade National Player of the Year. I'm watching him in the spring, and he goes flying by me, all right, just flying by me. And I said, they, they wear those catapult systems. I said, uh, how fast was that? And he said, well, it was over 21 miles an hour. I said, that's his fourth one this spring at over 21. I'm like, okay. Well, he did that last week. He gained 179 yards against uh, Ohio University. He got to the edge. And Penn State hasn't really had that. They had Journey Brown. And Journey Brown was going to be an NFL running back until a heart issue stopped him. And then, of course, they, you know, Miles Sanders and some guy named Saquon Barkley. Well, he's got that kind of speed. And we'll see because Auburn's defense can flat out run. They can flat out run. And uh, we're going to see what kind of difference that makes. Steve, I would just – it seems like games like this and last year, you know, was a tough game, very close uh, all the way to the end. Uh, sure. Auburn had their chances. T- tomorrow it seems like to me it's going to come down to Auburn being able to be effective on first and second downs for their success sure. uh, against a defense that, you know, has been very good so far. Talk to me about where you think the keys are for your team to win the game. And I want you to speak too, because I know James Franklin's talked about the noise factor and all that sort of stuff. Uh, how big of a thing has that been? And have they practiced against that? Cause Auburn is a very loud state, or at least it can be. Well, again, I, it's, it was standard in terms of how they practice for a road game. Um, they usually get the uh, noise level ratcheted up, usually over 100 at times. Now, you can't do it the entire practice. I mean, if we, they did the entire practice, I couldn't hear a word you're saying now. <laughs> but they'll be selective about when they do it. But it's the same routine when they go to Ohio State. And remember, Ohio State has – 18,000 more seats than Jordan Heritage. They'll do it when they go to Michigan, for example. And remember, Michigan has 24,000 more seats than Jordan Heritage. So, you know, they'll do that and, and ratchet it up. And, you know, if you need a silent count, they can do silent count. Uh, the keys, look, you got to do a good job in first and second down against Harvard. You've got to get it into a third, and TJ's got to throw the ball doesn't mean TJ can't make big plays because he can. And I really like Schenker. Man, do I like Schenker. I think any NFL team that bypasses him in a round is going to be making a mistake because uh, he's a football player. Uh, but first and second down will be important. I think there's no question giveaway, takeaway in a game like this is huge. And I think whichever team can actually generate the most big plays in the game, runs of 10 yards or more, pass plays of 15 or 20 yards or more. I think that's the team that's going to end up walking out of there with a win. And Steve, Penn State uh, set 
was it an NCAA record for pass breakups uh, a week ago? That secondary has just created well, all kind of trouble. Well, that's the Purdue game. And yeah, yeah uh, Aiden O'Connell completed 72% of his passes a year ago, including a 560 yard game in the bowl game win over Tennessee. Wow. Penn State held him to 50%, 50% in that game. And Joey Porter Jr. broke up six of them. Now, why they kept throwing at him, I don't know. Yeah. Right. At some point, you think common sense in a game when a guy is hot sets in and they they didn't but that was that was a big part of it and penn state that's been a strength of the team anyway it's a strength we expected going in that they would have a good secondary and i think it's played out through two games like that but auburn's the best team they've played so far it will be interesting to see how this game unfolds on saturday and Steve, I know we had been talking about it, uh, and it's been, I guess, made public for whatever reason. The the travel, all of that stuff's been worked out. You guys are going to get there, and uh, they're going, uh, you know, a little bit different than what originally was thought. But you get in and you come in. Kind of take us through what goes on on your broadcast and how you guys prepare uh, for a game. What does that look like? I know you work alongside, or at least you have in the past, with Jack Ham, who's one of the great NFL players. People know that name. If you follow NFL football from back in the day, uh, you have a, you have a good crew of your own that you work with. Yeah. Auburn has a great crew and I'm really fortunate to work with the people I work with. Jack is phenomenal. Uh, and he's just a great analyst. You know, I mean, during the week I go to every practice, that's the next place I'm going now. They're going to have a workout this morning. Uh, I go to every practice. I've already watched both of Auburn's games with Mercer and with San Jose State. Took the time to do that. Put together my game charts. Game day, we get there. We have to do an hour and a half pregame show. Um, I'd say two-thirds of the questions you expect. Then there's like um, 10% that are really, really good. There are 20% where you just kind of look over at Jack and go, I don't know what to say to that. <laughs> unusual uh and then we get to the game we get going travel guys i do big 10 basketball <laughs> in in december january and february in the big 10 yeah and, you've and seen it all i'm this sure this travel is nothing okay so it's no big deal uh, and, and just think, you're going to get the West Coast added to that travel itinerary here in a couple of years. That, that'll be fun. Yeah, huh? yeah. yeah Coliseum, <laughs> the Rose Bowl, Poly Pavilion. Yeah. I, I, it was a great move by the Big Ten because, I mean, look, USC wanted out. And, UC, and UCLA's like, really? We'll go too. And, you know, they'll figure out the travel. I mean, it's more, it's more of the travel when it comes to other sports right. like men's soccer, women's soccer, women's volleyball, softball, baseball. And to me, if they think of the idea of block scheduling, okay, let's take the women's soccer team, the men's soccer team, cross-country team, and the volleyball team, send them all to the coast, one plane, yeah. Yeah. one hotel, play the, play the two during the weekend, send them back. Same thing with USC and UCLA. They block schedule with them. Believe me, it's going to work out, and you'll actually save money doing it. How about it? Yeah, Steve. Before we let you go, I was I was just curious about this. We in the introduction we mentioned that that you are also a part time faculty member at sure. Penn State. What what does that look like? How many classes are, are you teaching? And what just kind of give us an, an insight into that aspect of uh, of what you do. Every once in a while, one of the students will call me professor, and I said, "Don't." 
Don't insult the people at the university by calling me a professor. Uh, I teach one class. It's one sports broadcasting class. It is project-oriented. They have to do a sports cast. They have to do a field report, which is their next project. Two play-by-plays in two different sports, and they have to do a talk show. And I spread it out over the course of the semester and teach specific to each one as we go. Uh, The idea is I like to build up confidence by telling them exactly what they're doing right so they can build upon it. And then I don't tear people down. I, I said, let's tweak this, try this, phrase it that way. You know, and that way, in the end, A, they don't feel beat up. They're getting, I think, good advice, and they're also building on the positives they have. And a lot of really, really good people have been turned out of, uh, of uh, this college broadcasting-wise across the country, and that's uh, everybody's very, very proud of it, and they should be of the people they have. I mean, that, that have gone through over the years, Tim Healy at Arizona State, Todd Blackledge, Tom Verducci, people like that. It's um, It's been rock solid. So if you had one piece of advice for someone who's getting into the business, maybe they're listening, give it to us in the couple minutes we got left with you. Uh, don't have regrets. If you really want this, go for it. All right. And you'll get knocked down at times. You'll get deterred at times. But if you really want it, don't sit there at 35 and say, I wish I had. Hmm. All right. Don't, don't do that. Uh, you can make it. You just have to convince somebody along the way that you have what it takes. Steve, can't thank you enough for your your time. And, and uh, again, love having you. You're welcome anytime inside the press box. Safe travels down to Auburn and enjoy your weekend. Just not too much at Jordan here, okay? Thanks, Mike. I you appreciate it. Great time. It's always wonderful being with you guys. Thanks so much. Steve Jones, again, voice of the Penn State Nittany Lions ahead of tomorrow's matchup with the Auburn Tigers. We'll continue after a quick time out here inside the press box. Breakline is more than a brand of sunglasses. They're an Alabama-based company with a vision of providing high-quality Italian-made eyewear to those of you who enjoy life outside the box. Breakline Optics offers dozens of frames to choose from, plus military-grade Trivex lenses and customer support like no one else including a lifetime warranty and even a loss replacement program. Find your perfect pair online at BreaklineOptics.com. BreaklineOptics.com for Italian-made sunglasses built to last. It is the press box for a Friday. We're just getting rolling with this hour. We've still got another 40-plus minutes that we'll fill with my friend Mike Moat and your friend Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network as well, fellas. We're coming up on a, a local break for our affiliates down the line. But our thanks again to Steve Jones of the Penn State Sports Network for joining us, sir. Always enjoy uh, his visits, and this is just a huge matchup. Brad, hey, I meant to ask you, hey. uh, have you seen much orange on campus so far uh, this week? Hmm? <laughs> well, yeah, we've seen some. Yeah, yeah. We won't tell you where we've seen it. Expect to see. We'll see your head coach almost let that slip the other day in the teleconference, man. Hmm? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He answered the question. He said, uh, Yeah, I've seen the orange jerseys. It's the worst kept secret ever. It really is. It's not happening. Come on. Y'all don't really think it's happening, do you? Well, we did see we did see the orange face masks. 
which, which is yeah. cool, which is cool. So, yeah, so we'll at least get the orange face mask, we think. Uh, have we broken out the, uh, the the orange Under Armour shoes as of yet? We need some of those, don't we? I haven't seen those yet. That we, would be yeah, we need some of those. Yeah, we need some orange shoes, man. I think that would be cool. Yeah, yeah that would be the shoe. All right, we got plenty of weekend stuff to talk about, and we'll do it with Brad Law of the Auburn Sports Network, Mike Moats, Southern Miss Golden Eagle Sports Network, and you on great stations around the state of Alabama or perhaps listening online at PressBoxRadio.com. Yeah.